Welcome to the Quilt Shop Podcast, where we talk with quilt and sewing retailers from all across the country about the challenges of running their business and how they succeed. I'm your host, Spencer Wright. Hello, and welcome to the Quilt Shop Podcast. We have Jason Stoker, the VP of Growth at Comment Sold with us. Jason, how are you doing today? And I'm good. Excited to get to hang out today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. We're excited to be able to talk about the new product video by Comment Sold. So Jason, I guess, first of all, you know, give us a little background on you. Tell us, you know, who you are and how did you get into the life selling space? Yeah. So uh, Jason Stoker, like you said, VP of customer growth here at Comment Sold. I've been at Comment Sold for four and a half years I actually own a competitor to Comment Sold that they acquired, which is what got me to Comment Sold. Um, oh, wow. My wife and her business partner, though, have been in the retail space for over for right at 12 years now. So they started with two brick and mortars, and then we morphed into an online-only live selling platform. We'll get into a little bit of that maybe in a minute as we kind of go through some of the conversation today, kind of what it looks like to be on that side from my perspective, seeing my wife's success, but also seeing it from the Comment Sold side. But I got a comment sold because of that. And then obviously, absolutely love working with entrepreneurs and small business owners and walking with them. My team and my role is really about how do we find people that want to grow and how do we give them the data, the actionable data, the resources, the time, and then work with them to make sure that we help their business scale and grow. And really, you know, as we pull back a comment sold 30,000 feet and we see across six, 7,000 retailers, there's a lot of commonality, whether it's quilting, sewing, fast fashion, men's, whatever. There's just some things that end up trends that we see that say, hey, if you do these things and we find success from that, and it may look a little different in each genre of business, but at the end of the day, retail is retail, online commerce is online, live selling is kind of live selling, and there's a lot of similarities. And so that's what excites me. That's what I get to do every day here is, is work with those shops and to see them you know, increase sales from a growth standpoint, but also just become a healthier business from a growth standpoint, growth doesn't always mean more sales. A lot of times you got to fix some other things before the sales come. And so we really try to look at it from both those angles at Comment Sold. Yeah, well, thank you so much for that, Jason. I think one of the reasons we're so excited to be able to talk to you on the podcast is because you have kind of that dual perspective, right? Where you have kind of been both a user and a manager of the product and, you know, obviously helping Comment Sold grow. You know, over here at Like So, obviously, we are just giddy about, you know, being able to integrate with video by Comment Sold. You know, since I kind of got started with Like So a while back, one of the very first things that came up early on for us was we want to do live selling and we want you to help us do it, right? And by you, I mean basically just have Like So be kind of the intermediary, right, to help manage the inventory kind of like a backup dancer, right? That's how like so is in this space. But anyways, I just wanted to say how excited we are about it. You know, we're a few months in and I know we're already seeing a lot of, you know, stores really find kind of their groove. Okay, well, Jason, let's continue on here. I think for our listeners who are not super familiar with live selling, maybe you could just kind of give some insight into what is live selling. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And so just kind of pull back a little bit. A lot of our retailers were using social media to sell, right? They were, you know, traditional websites. I mean, there's millions and millions and millions of websites. And how do I get my information in front of somebody? I either organically grow it. I do paid ads, you know, whatever it is. 
But when Facebook and social begin to kind of happen, we were like, look, we have this free medium to go out there and say, hey, let me post something, try to get viewership. And so our sellers that make up comments sold early on were posting items, posting products and asking someone to comment sold. And they would manually invoice them and kind of sure. manage all the comments through. Well, then Facebook opened up and allowed live to begin to happen. And so it was like, how do we have that same idea, but then bring it to life, really? And you think about like, look, I'm a believer. We have websites that come and sold too. So when I'm fixing to say is not, don't have a website. I'm like, double down on every sales channel you have. You know sure. what I mean? Don't limit. Like if there's a new one, adjust, get in it. So please, I want to make sure I'm clear on that. Like we have mobile apps, websites, all that, like they come and sold. We think all are awesome. But there was this moment for us to say a website's fine. You see a static image. There's a product I can click on it, kind of read about it. But there's a whole nother dynamic when I'm standing in front of an audience and holding something up and saying, hey, this is why this item's awesome. Let me show you how it works. Let me show you how it looks, show you how it fits. Let me engage one-to-one -one in real time with yeah. a customer. Not only engage them, but then when you have a question in real time, go, it's a great question. Let me answer it. Everybody's like, oh, wow. You know, and so... It just brought like it brought it to life. It brought it to this like walk in my store. And I think that's one of the things that I tell everyone is think back 50 years ago in retail when you walked in a store and there was like extreme customer service. I mean, that's what people built their entire business on is the way you service. You used to somebody used to pump your gas for you. You know what I mean? Like if, sure. if you're like 30 years old, like that's like a thought that no one's ever heard of before, right? But it was like the service element. And I feel like lob selling is taking service back to another level to say, let me tell you, describe it, show it. Let me sell it to you in a one-to-one -one relationship, even though I'm doing it one-to-many. And that's really where kind of where lob selling began to get a lot of opportunity. The other thing that came out of it is we're streaming on these platforms and you're doing for a period of time, the organic opportunity to see it or to boost it or whatever, begin to just the reach began to really have a different opportunity. Facebook, Instagram, all these platforms sort of prioritizing video content over just post. And so it was the combination of really great customer service, really great selling, engaging one-to-one, one-to-many in a really fun and inviting manner, but also using what these social platforms wanted you to do and just allowing revenue to come. And so, you know, we tell everybody live selling is the intersection of entertainment and like revenue. And so between like me trying to sell you something, entertaining you something, when those two worlds combine is really like when live selling takes its greatest form. And so our best sellers are really good at entertaining and then educating, entertaining and educating and revenue coming from that motion. So we really, I guess to simplify, we had adapted to how social was moving and then really allowing our retailers to maximize it from a financial standpoint. Yeah. Wow. No, I mean, I think that's so interesting to kind of look at the way that you guys have navigated the space, right? That it was kind of like, here's what people are already kind of doing. Let's find out how to make it more effective, right? That's mm -hmm. how I view what Comet Sold has been able to do, right? That like, you know, users, Facebook users, small business owners, medium, large business owners for you guys at this point. I know you kind of have expanded in, in, you know, kind of crossing all of those, but you kind of saw, hey, this is what people are doing. How can we facilitate that, right? How can we make this a process that isn't so arduous? Because it could be without kind of the common sold or video by common sold tool, it could be a little more arduous, right? And I know that we 
there are a lot of people who have done that, right? Who have just individually invoiced and it does take a long time. So yeah, it just super fascinating to see how you guys have kind of postured there. Okay, Jason, well, let's continue forward. I've kind of briefly mentioned video by comment sold. You know, I just like to kind of maybe talk about that. And if you could maybe help us understand what that means for like, so users and just in general, and you know, what the difference is there. Yeah. So comment sold, when we built it, um, really had this idea that when people came in, they would kind of uh, adopt the entire ecosystem, right? They'd use our app, our web store, our inventory management, all of that. And obviously had a lot of success there, a lot of success. We, we you know, did have an integration with some other platforms where you could kind of use that platform plus us. But there was always some limitation to getting into some of the other verticals because we really kind of we did a really great job of like women's fast fashion, super easy, small, medium, large, pant top, whatever. But as we got into other verticals, that began to be more complex and it wasn't as simple or they got outside of, hey, I really need this other software to make my business run effectively. We go, we don't integrate with that. Like in trying to integrate with it was just like going to be very, very difficult. And every time someone wanted something, integrating into it was just going to be hard. And, and so we kind of pulled back and we're like, hey, as we really expand this opportunity for people, how could we build a product that could just sit on top of what other people are already doing? You know, instead of telling you to rip and replace everything that's happening, how do we just sit on top of it? And so that's really where the video product really kind of begin to get life is whether it's swimming upstream to people that are more complex or whether it's just going out with people that just have different needs. We wanted to eliminate the integration problem. And so what we built is, again, a software that just sits on top. We go, hey, we're going to do the live streaming for you. We're going to do it with excellence, absolutely dynamic product that allows you to stream in multiple places at one time from a single source, literally from a cell phone. I mean, you can go live by yourself with a cell phone and a computer and you're done. That's all you need, right? But we want to be able to sit on top. And when someone goes to cart the item, we want it to cart into the person's native site. And so at that point, we don't have to worry about back in inventory integration. We don't have to worry about all the complexities of the business. We can just go from our streaming into your system. And from your system, they would check out just like they would any other time. And so it's really about eliminating the things that had held us back because so many people wanted to use our product and said, look, like I absolutely have to have this certain kind of point of sale system. And we're like, well, we don't integrate. We're like, well, I can't use your software. I got to build it in two different places and manually work over here. We're like, what a terrible work process and flow. And people were doing it with success, right? Because they just figured it out, but it was really hindering their opportunity to grow. And it just wasn't effective or scalable at that point. And so that's really what we were trying to solve for is just sit on top of easy use, keep what you're doing, just add this video commerce piece on top of whatever you know, you're currently doing. Today's episode is sponsored by Like So. Like So helps quilt and sewing stores manage all the pieces of their business. It's great for managing fractional yards and pre-cuts, tracking inventory in-store and online, and creating classes and events that live right on your website. Like So also has built-in tools for communicating with customers so you can keep them in the loop and coming back to your store. The Lexo system integrates with some of the biggest names in the industry, like Moda, Checker, Michael Miller, and more to make your processes seamless and incredibly easy. Lexo does all this and more. For listeners of this podcast, Lexo is offering 50% off your startup costs. Click the link in the description or call 385-336-0698 
to schedule a demo and redeem this offer. And now back to the show. Yeah, Jason, so I just want to say thank you so much for that answer. So I have had, or I guess answer, your explanation of what is video by Common Soul. I have probably had, you know, 100 plus conversations trying to explain that. And I think that was the most succinct, you know, kind of helpful version. So I'm going to come back and reference that bit probably in the future. Or maybe I'll just, you know, have some like write it and copy and then just send that. Because I think that that totally explains kind of how we got to this point. So just as we kind of look in and think about talking to the people who are going to listen to this podcast, which are primarily small to medium-sized business owners, you know, typically, obviously, a, you know, usually a sewing, uh, you know, fabric store of some kind. One of the things that come up really often on this podcast and just in conversations that I have is that when I say, what is the thing that you want to do to improve your business the most. And almost always, or I would say a big portion of the time, they say market on social media, right? That is like number one, small business. They know they need to do it, but the barrier to entry seems a little bit high, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, I view this as a way to kind of get started. So I think, Jason, maybe you could talk to us a little bit about, you know, if I am apprehensive about, getting started live selling or, you know, really like marketing on, you know, from a social, you know, or live selling perspective, what would you tell me if I'm like, I don't know, it like, is it, you know, is it too complicated? Or am I, you know, I'm scared to put myself out there. Maybe talk to that a little bit if you can. Yeah. Well, that's a great question. And it's, you know, it's, you don't know what you don't know. And so it's, it's this big unknown. And once you like go live, like you recognize everyone seeing it, right? It's like, yeah. You fail in front of the whole world is how you feel it. And I would just say one of the things that I think makes live selling so good is it's not like a produced show. I think people feel like it's got to be perfect. And in fact, I would say perfect is almost like negative because then it doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel real. The reason someone follows you as a business owner is because they like you. They believe in your product. You already have built the bridge to get them in, right? And so, so many times it's like, oh, I'm just worried. Like, I'm not good at it. I'm like, yeah, but they buy from you because they like you and you're authentic and you're genuine. And if you'll just start there and be okay, if you fail, be like, hey, look, I'm sorry, y'all. That's just so messed up. Like, I'm not bad here. Let me do it again real quick. So sorry. People are like, oh my God. It's almost like attractive to just be normal because in this day, I think, especially in social media, when you get on social, everything is like the best version of anyone's life and everybody knows yeah. it. Everybody knows it's all fake. It's a facade of who we are. When you're just genuine and, and real, it's attractable. So I would just say, take a deep breath, relax. It didn't have to be perfect. Just be honest, be genuine, be yourself. Now, I always tell our team at my wife's boutique, I'm like, let's just feel for it. Like, even if it isn't the best live, maybe it's not the best launch, maybe it's not the best whatever, but we're taking steps towards something. The worst thing we can do is have fear and not take a step and never move because we know we're not going to get a different result. And so let's just start moving that direction and then and just start, right? And so one of the things that we did early on, look, we, we did live selling for six months before we could do $500 worth of revenue in a live. Now we do like $100 a minute. I mean, you know, we go live for an hour and a half, do $100, $150 a minute at my wife's boutique. 
we couldn't do $100 the first 45 minutes, the first month probably. And so like you, you got to understand that this, it's not like a sprint. You're not going to go live one time and go, oh my goodness. Well, some people have some moments like that, but it's like, all right, let's have a goal. Let me sell one thing today. And we go live next time and sell two things. Like, it's just like, let's get the motion going. Right. And so one of the things that I always suggest people to do is, Hey, find 10 friends or 10 customers that you know, love you. And just say, look, would you come on this first live? I need some people to help talk and chat and support me. Get a little bit of like fam there to like help kind of get the momentum going. The first handful of times, just have no expectation, but just rip the bandaid and do it. Because what will happen is the more you do it, the more you'll become consistent. Your customers will expect it. They'll know how to respond to you. You know, um, go ahead and have some breaks in the live. Say after five or six items, I'm going to ask a question to get my people talking. We had questions like every six or eight items. What's your favorite vacation spot? Like is the middle of a pandemic? Like what go-to recipe are you going to right now? Like things that would make people communicate in the live so that when you're up there in front of the camera, you don't feel like it's crickets on the back end. If I can get people talking in the live, they're much more likely to buy something in the live because they're opening up. The more comments I get, the more organic reach I get. And so I'm trying to play into the algorithm a little bit, but I'm solving multiple things. So I would always say, like, have some predetermined questions that are kind of icebreakers. Invite some people that are great customers and say, look, I don't care if you buy anything. Just come in and engage and ask questions. Help me, like, foster some community and that's the big thing is like live selling is about getting people in to build a community. If you come to my wife's live and watch one of their lives, there's hundreds of people talking to one another because they built relationships over time. They live on the other ends of the country and they've never seen each other face to face, but they're like talking to one another. And if you get into sewing, you think about like how much there's already so much commonality in people that are like leaning in this space, sewing, quilting, whatever it is. There's already a common bond. You're not trying to figure out how to get a mechanic, you know, a guy mechanic and a lady doing crafting to get on the same page and have commonality. Like the commonality, the community is already built. You're just fostering it. And as you're doing the thing, like explain and talk and celebrate, like you already have the foundation to make a dynamic live. It's just bringing that out and fostering it. And you need to guide it some, like you really kind of have to tee it up for a little while. And then you'll look up one day and go, we don't do the questions anymore. We don't have to ask people to come join. It's just there, you know, and it's beginning to happen. But it's it's a marathon, right? It's a marathon. And you got to make sure you stay consistent to the time, the day and the motion. And then over time, it begins to build itself. But I think just understanding that you're not going to normally going to come out, have two lives and do $10,000. Like that's probably not the expectation or reality can be. If it is high five, like great. But six months from now, what if you were doing $5,000 a lot? How much could that change your business? Most people would say, oh, it'd be, you know, huge. Okay, great. Well, let's have a six-month plan to get there. And let's just bite by bite get there, you know? Yeah, I totally understand that. I think that segment was brilliant and something that I hope that our listeners will probably listen to a couple of times, especially if you're thinking about live selling because there's so many tidbits there on, you know, just consistency and how to really effectively do this. And I think this kind of spans live selling, right? Like this is just marketing and especially social marketing in general, right? About posting consistently and creating content consistently and that it doesn't have to necessarily be 
enterprise grade content all the time. And I think that is what really scares so many small and medium business owners is that they feel like the content they have to put out has to be, you know, really perfect, right? Whether that's a video or an image or whatever it is that if someone looks at it and they're like, oh, well, clearly someone made that in, you know, <laughs> Photoshop at home or whatever, right? They like, you know, or, or that was a picture of a sign that someone drew or whatever, right? That because of this kind of perfectionism that we have in social media, I think it prevents people from actually creating the content that would ultimately help them. And and I think that's kind of some of what your message was, Jason, is right, that like in some ways it's just about going out and getting started. And sure. even, if, even if success isn't likely to come out the very first live, I mean, that's just business, right? Like how often are grand openings really aligned down the block, right? Unless you're an Apple store or someone who has a giant reputation, it's not like on your grand opening, there's thousands of people waiting to get in the store. That's just not how it works, but it's consistency and reliability. And I think that is what these lives can start to provide for your business, you know, kind of agnostic of your location or space. Yeah. Well, you think, yeah, you say you're a brick and mortar and you're open on Tuesday and you have a bad sales day. You don't go, crap, we just got to close the store tomorrow. We just never reopen. Like, well, well of course you wouldn't say that. You know, we just had a slow day, had a bad day. You're going to have bad lives. You're going to have a slow live. And, uh, you know, but just again, fail forward, you know, because if you're failing forward, you're not failing. You're just, you're incrementally growing towards the goal. And I think that's, you know, the big takeaway. But yeah, you think about the things that go viral on social are not perfected videos. Now, sometimes they go viral for really bad reasons that we don't replicate. Sure. TikTok has become like this viral sensation off of just quick videos that are just very like quirky, funny, weird, not mass produced. You know what I mean? Because people want to consume that type of, of stuff. Yeah. Okay, Jason, well, let's kind of pivot here and talk more, you know, vertical centric here. As far as I know that Common Sold, you guys have been, you know, helping quilt and sewing shops find success for years now. And obviously, like so, we've kind of started to push that even further. But I would be curious as to, you know, how do you see quilt and sewing shops finding success in this space, specifically, you know, selling fabric would probably be the number one thing, you know, obviously kits, things like that. Tell us how you see, you know, kind of the highest producers finding success in this space. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of ways to get there. I will kind of highlight maybe a couple. I don't want anybody to feel like what I'm fixing to say is the only way. And if no, you know, sure, you know for sure. But I think one of the things about crafting, creating anything, is you have an ability to sell things just flat out, like buy this thing that you need. But you have such an opportunity to talk about the building creation of that thing, doing that creation. You know, on a live show, I think just fundamentally like, hey, we're going to make something today. I'm going to show you how to use the things I'm going to sell you. I mean, kind of, it's almost like soft selling. It, it's a little different than saying, hey, I have a phone. Either you buy the phone or you don't buy the phone. You either like it or you don't like it versus like, all right, let me show you these 20 things that together make something. And then, oh, by the way, as I make it, here's 30 different fabrics that you could use to make the thing. And so I think... When I talked earlier about education plus entertainment, like kind of creates this live selling moment. I don't think any industry is positioned better than someone that's in this sewing, crafting, quilting kind of space, because you can say like, hey, these are the tools. These are the resources that you're able to use. And as you're entertaining them and making something or just 
you know, talking to someone and say, hey, as you make whatever, or as you're thinking about your quilting, here's the fabrics we offer. Like you already have lined up the thing that they're going to do with it, which is when you're selling clothing, I've got to imagine where I would wear that to. I got to figure out, do I need another dress? Do I need another pair of denim? But as you're talking to somebody in y'all space, it's like, yes, of course I'm going to be buying fabric. This is my hobby. This is what I do. This is what I'm passionate about. And so, of course, I'm going to buy it. I just need to see what options are out there. I'm already coming with the mindset to buy, you know, and then expanding beyond that from a product standpoint is to say, hey, as I've made these things or as I'm making them, here's some new tools I'm using. Here's some new ways that I'm making these things. And here's the opportunity to purchase the tools to do it. And so I think the biggest thing for me in this space and while we found success and the people that have really done a really good job is they become the expert in the how to or the expert in the resource to be able to do it. And they have really positioned themselves in that world. And they get on there and just have fun with their people, their community, make things with them. And then again, here's the kit. Here's the fabric opportunities. And it feels different than selling them, you know, because again, if you're, if I'm trying to sell you something that you're not sure you need, then there's got to be an overly aggressive mindset to sell. Where in this space, I think it's more about just, opening up the opportunity to say, as you buy, I'm somebody that can sell you something. And then too, I think in y'all's space, like I live in a town, like I don't know where we would go to buy the things that your sellers sell. Like we don't have a Hobby Lobby. We don't have some of these major things. And I think, you know, just being at the fingertips to be able to get products like this, I think is a big deal. And so again, I think being the expert, I think the entertainment value, like, hey, I found a new way to do something or I want to teach you how to do it, the educational piece. And then the soft selling really comes with that. And so that's why I think there's been so much success is it doesn't have to feel like I'm putting on a show. You know what I mean? I'm just hanging out with my friends and we're doing it together. And I, you know, and I was watching a movie the other day and I thought about your space. And so I cannot think of the movie right now. I have to come out. I have to send it to you later. So I give this example but there was this group of men and women who met every single day and they were in there like sewing together, talking, having community. And it was really about sharing life together while they did something they were passionate about. For me, it may be going playing golf with my friends and for Saturday, we're gonna spend four hours together, but golf is kind of the vehicle to have the fellowship that I drive and I long for. And I think in this space, it's, hey, we're gonna come together and have the fellowship, the community around something we're super passionate about Oh, and by the way, you don't have to go anywhere to buy these things. I've got them right here for you and I'll ship them to you. That's why I think we found so much success in this vertical because it's just so easy. And honestly, it meets a need that everybody has. Community, relationship, a hobby. And by the way, there's e-commerce layered on top of all that. Yeah, Jason, you know, it's so funny. It'd be almost like you listen to a lot of the podcasts that we've had in this space where a really common topic is how do you build community, right? Because the most effective quilt shops that we see are quilt shops that have simply found a niche in a community and expounded upon that, right? And I think that this, if you feel like you don't already have a community, this can help build that. And if you feel like you have one, then this can like significantly supplement on top of that, right? Where, you know, I think my favorite part about being in the quilting and sewing space is kind of what you're saying is that shopping, I think, has this like maybe connotation of like guilty pleasure a little bit, right? Like you're just in it to like 
get some extra pants or shirts or whatever, right? If my wife listens to this, she'll know kind of what I'm referring to there. But I just share my wife's boutique. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I don't think that quilting and sewing necessarily has that connotation of like, it's not a guilty pleasure. Like, it is a hobby, it is productive in so many different ways. And I think that these kind of community building activities, like being on a live or any of the other things that we've talked about on this podcast, you know, teaching classes, you know, in store events, things like that. They are so positive, right? They are so uplifting, kind of what you're talking about, right? For you, it's golf. For so many people in the United States and in the world, it's quilting and sewing, right? And that's just like, it's kind of a heartwarming thing, right? That's how I view it, right? Like it just, it feels good to be a part of and it feels good to talk about. Yeah. Okay, Jason. Well, I do want to talk about, you know, for our listeners, if they haven't already started or wanted to get started, how do you get started with, you know, video by Common Salt? Yeah, so it's pretty simple, right? So the preferred method would be that they just get in touch with you. And obviously, you all have this relationship. We've built a special relationship with y'all so we can make sure we take care of your customers in a unique way. I mean, we do different level of service knowing that we're able to partner with y'all and have these, you know, I mean, they're our customers, but you're also our customer. And so we want to make sure we take care of both sides of this equation. So I think reaching out to you obviously would be best, but we have a special offer that we want to do. So one of the things in this podcast, hopefully you're excited about potentially using the product and what, you know, the offering that we can, that we want to give is to do a 12 month contract, but to get three months free. So you're actually getting 15 months for the price of 12, which is a huge deal. There's not a huge investment to get involved, you know? And so I think it's a small investment on the return that we're seeing, but we do want to offer three free months. And so if they come through with you and say, look, I heard the podcast, I want to take care of this offer. We're going to run that through February 20th is that special kind of promotion block. Then we'll give them 15 months for the price of 12, which I think will be big for the clients to be able to get those extra three months at no additional cost. Awesome. Well, amazing, Jason. Thank you so much for kind of putting that together. So yeah, you can email me at spencerwright at likeso.com. Just shoot me an email and say, hey, I listened to the podcast. You know, say, I love the podcast. Thank you so much. You know, you know I'm just messing. Uh, you know, a little bit, right? To get the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Just, but anyways, yeah, just shoot me an email and I will make sure that I get you all the info that you need. This promo is going to run for 11 days, you know, starting, I guess today, the day we're going to air this podcast and go from there. So we are super excited. Jason, do you have any kind of final thoughts for us? Anything you want to say before we close? Yeah, I think, look, you're going to hear this podcast. You're going to think, man, I need to do this. And then you're going to have something pop up on your radar today that you end up putting energy on. And you're going to like forget to come back to it, right? I would just say as you're listening, if you're like, look, I know I need to do that. I know this is something I need to do. Like, don't let the next thing come up. Email Spencer and say, look, I need to do it. Even if you can't do it today, we'll begin to get the ball rolling. But invest in yourself. Invest in something that we know. We're like, we did over $1.1 billion in sales through our platform last year. So like, this isn't like a fad. This is something that is absolutely growing every single year. Get in on this. Change your business. You have the perfect product vertical to be in to really maximize this. And just say, look, this is the year. I'm going to put my best foot forward. And it's not going to be perfect out of the gate. But knowing that next year, when you turn back around, you're going to say, man, like this thing began to really produce fruit in my business 
and really begin to kind of take my business to the next level. And you don't have to have it all figured out. Like just let's just get the next few. And what will happen is if it takes off, you'll bring some people in to help offset this and there'll be revenue and profit to be able to do it. So don't get freaked out on the things that we don't know yet. Just take the next step. Say, look, I'm in. I want to do it. Let's take a shot at it. We got 15 months to figure it out. Huge return on investment opportunities. And between us three, you, the customer, obviously, like so in the video by Comet Sold, like together, I really think we can create something special in this space and make a big impact in your business. And that's what we're here for on my side and obviously on the like so side as well. So let us just be a partner with you for the rest of 2023. Perfect. Well, thank you, Jason, so much for coming on with us. Thank you for your time and your insight, your expertise. We really appreciate it. Just one last final thought. Remember, if you want to, you know, kind of get started, shoot me an email, spencerwright at likeso.com, or you can respond, you know, probably most of you are seeing this in my newsletter. You can respond to my newsletter. That works as well. But anyways, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Jason, for being on the podcast. And I hope everyone has an amazing day. Awesome. Thank you for listening to The Quilt Shop. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a rating or review to let us know what you think. For more interviews with business owners, visit likeso.com interviews, where you'll find transcripts, show notes, and videos for all our episodes.